Ash. Hey, Taryn. So I'm driving, right, like mm-hmm. to come to the podcast, and there's this car that's like stopping traffic, Horns are honking, and they're like trying to get over and like almost are running. Honking. Shh, this horns is not are your story. Honking? This is not your story. I don't trying re- to get over into the lane, and I'm like, "What is this idiot doing?" And I turn and look. <laughs> it was you. There were no <laughs> horns honking. Yes, there were no yes. horns. Hon- no, there. It was a no, no, no. Don't lie to the people. Don't lie to the people. Don't lie to the people. I'm not lying. There was no horns honking. I'm not lying. I just, you know. I'm not lying. Took my took my sweet ass time getting over. You're lying. I took my. I should have. I should have. Take a poll. I'm not lying. Who believes me? Who believes you? No one believes you. Dun, dun, dun. Ashley sucks at driving. <laughs> and roll intro. Hello, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. podcast. My name's Ashley. That I'm is Taryn. Taryn. We're unsolicited advice, uh, the podcast that advises you on um, things. And you know what? I I was trying to pick my story. Okay. And I read the sweetest thing. Oh, it's like one of the little just like nugget. The emails? sweetest little notes. It I was love basically those. a note, and it was very kind. Um, and so I just thought I would share it really quick because it is so sweet. It is okay. so sweet. Um. It says, you ate time with my daughter. Hello, Taryn and Ashley. My name is Paul, and I am a 50-year-old father of two, which is to say that I am not within your typical listener demographic. I was going to say it's literally age and sex is different. Very off. Very yes. different. But we yeah. accept you. This is a safe no, place, Paul. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, he goes, wait, I'm not sketchy. Because <laughs> he put 50-year-old father of two. Yeah. Um, I have a 12-year-old daughter, and she is the reason I know about your show. I'm writing to say that we faithfully listen to you every week while driving to and from gymnastics practice on Tuesdays. I am happy that she found your podcast because you both offer wonderfully insightful advice and are like two big sisters to her. She does have an older brother. Also, the topics that you cover help me to talk with my daughter about certain issues that I might not have otherwise been comfortable raising. (laughs) So thanks for the podcast. We particularly enjoy your new segment, Taryn Reacts Harry Potter Scenes. (laughs) Oh, it's, it's become a segment. Reenacts. I read it wrong. Reenacts. <laughs> um, he put Paul. P.S. As you know, your podcast isn't appropriately named because the advice is solicited from listeners. <laughs> However, I have a bit of actual unsolicited advice. He says, don't take it too seriously. It's actually not advice so much as it is an observation. You both consistently re- reverse the grammatical usage of I and me using, quote, me as a subject and quote I as an object. Many people do this, maybe a majority of people. Another thing is that lots of people make this switch consistently. So possibly in the future, me will be acceptable as a subject pronoun and I will be used as an object. Again, don't take it too seriously. As you can see below, I work at a university where I teach argumentative writing. So dot, dot, dot. (laughs) That was the whole note. And I loved it. I read it this morning and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. And then I kept reading and I was like, well, damn. You know what's sad is I didn't even follow yeah, I, to know I, what I, my under, I, I understand what he's saying, but I I, I don't. I, that's never going to change for me. I always, mix the, I always mix it up because that's how everyone talks. Yeah. It is so common. Like, there's no way I'll ever fix that. I again, I'm not smart enough to even know where well, my. I feel is. like if you read it, it would make more sense. Yeah. Hearing it probably got you a little lost. But anyways, that was all. Thanks, Paul, That's for so the cute. you know for the sweet note and for the for the lesson. <laughs> again, <laughs> the unsolicited lesson. I don't even know my error. <laughs> Me don't even know my error. <laughs> um, I think that's so cute because I think that's one of the things, like. I think a lot of us have issues now, like getting into adulthood, that result from just not being talked about or like being able to be open about questions Uh or concerns Uh or like whatever with, and not not even that, because like my, especially like my mom, like we talked about a lot, but there was still this like, this almost like shame I felt and like embarrassment to like bring up certain topics. Mm 
that I wish I would have because I feel like it would have set me up for success. You oh, hundred percent. I think so it's I love that, that like wanting the wanting the big sister slash best friend who's like gone through life, but you feel comfortable sharing with. Yeah. Because there's something about like your parents, you just don't talk about certain things. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Seriously. Send us to. <laughs> The people that need to be talked to that you don't want to talk to. We're for to. kids. We're for adults. <laughs> we're here for parenting everyone. advice. Everything. Yes. Parenting advice. You know? Maybe not that. You know. I volunteer Taryn as tribute for the parenting advice. Oh, yeah, I, got I, 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 I will humbly step I down. Got this. <laughs> um, before we get into our Taryn it up. Ooh. Actually, is there any, you want to share anything about your life? Um, yeah, as most of you guys know, me and my sister came out with a clothing brand at the top of this year. It has been going so well. It has been a wild experience. It is it has also been going not so well. Like there's just been so much. It's taken over our lives and and uh in the best way, but uh we had a recent uh drop that went live that we are just so stoked about. But so cool. that is literally my life revolves around it. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm like in the middle of Logmas. <laughs> Like middle of Vlogmas, we we're like are. you know we, we're in it, and we've gotten a far way in it, but we still have so much more to go. Like we can't relax yet. Yeah, we can't relax yet because there's still a long way to go till the very end. Um, so yeah, if you guys need like a last minute present idea, mm-hmm. check out my clothing brand Parallel Apparel. Yes, um, big fan of it. <laughs> Same. And um, also, if you are bored and wanting like content to watch. Exomas Ashley just self plug for two things. Yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and do it because my that's all I'm doing right now, and it's taking over my life. And I I really don't have any other personal updates. Love it, except for work. Love to see it. <laughs> Love to see. What it. about you, Taryn? Okay, so on December 16th, Charlie turns 12. 12. <laughs> he's so old, Cute. but he's not. Like that's what's so weird. Everyone always thinks he's like still a puppy. He definitely has a puppy personality. Puppy personality, puppy looks because he's a teacup. But yeah, he's gonna be twelve. He's yeah. so old. I hope he 12. never dies. Yeah. My aunt, who was she was technically my great aunt, so she was more like my grandmother. Um, she had a poodle named Misty that died at the age of twenty and didn't even die. Like had to get put down. Because she, was, she like, I... was defying <laughs> everything, <laughs> like she was, she was going deaf. She was pretty much blind. Like yeah. she could barely walk, but she refused. She refused. And I think it's the little ones, like the little dogs, that always surprise you yeah. because they have like this, like oh we're frail, we're little. You have to take you know such good care of us, like babies kind of. But then they're like, hmm, but you can't get rid of us. That's fine. <laughs> I he's got a long life in him still. Yes, so I love that kid. Mm-hmm. Kid, he's a dog, but might as well be my child. Um. Okay, so I have a you know surprise to read you. You have Before a surprise. I've had a surprise. We both came with surprises today. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes, yes. So I happened to be just peering through my DMs. Uh-huh. I had a DM from, I'm going to guess it's Nelia. I okay. think that's how you say it. Um, Sorry if I said that wrong. And she sent a photo. And it is a screenshot from Urban Dictionary about... What tearing it up is. Yeah. Ah. Are you following? Yes, I'm totally We're following. We're in Urban Dictionary. I'm following. Someone submitted us in Urban Dictionary in 2020. Yes. And the, the, so the definition, everyone, of tearing it up. A play on the phrase tearing it up in honor of Taryn Renee, co-host <laughs> of the podcast Unsolicited Advice. Uh-huh. The queen of awkward situations. <laughs> We're... When you're in an awkward, uncomfortable situation that is so weird, it's hard to believe it's real and happening to you. (laughs) It could be embarrassing or just overall confusing and feel like you're being pranked. For example, Megan, did you see Haley talking to that hot boy? It was so cringy. Kendall, I know. She was really tearing it up out there. That is so, that is a great example. I feel like my life is complete. When I die, that will live on forever. Oh, it's going on your tombstone. Tearing it up. Tearing it up. 
The OG. The Tearing OG. it up. The original. The original. Uh-huh. Yeah. Forever Isn't that great, though? That's phenomenal. I was dying. I live for that. I we need to, we're posting that on the Instagram. Yes, we're 100% we are. doing that. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the Tearing It Up for today's episode. I'm not even going to break it down for you guys because I feel like Taryn just accurately explained yes. what a Tearing we It Up is if you don't know. Yeah. The, the definition, definition yeah. of tearing it up. Okay. This one is titled. Wait, wait, wait. What? I forgot. I had a tearing it up. Are you? To me, can you save yours? Can I please save Are mine? you really making me? Yes, yes, yes. Do this right it's now. Worth it. It's worth it. Is it? Okay. It it's better worth it. be. It's if worth it's it. not, okay. if it's not. No. Literally, this happened I'm to a, me. When did this happen to I'm me? I'm start a riot. I, I came home like last week or the week before and I was telling Ashley, I was like, dude, Tearing it up happened to me, but I'm not telling you till the podcast. It was last week. Was it last week? Yeah. Okay, okay. So to set the scene, I went to Hobby Lobby with Fun. my friend, my a group of friends. So it was Rachel, Alex, and Vanessa and me. Mm-hmm. And I. Is that it? Yeah. Did I, that's yeah. the air? Yeah. Damn, but I heard it. As Paul accurately said, everyone does it. So it's not. And I. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm all messed up. But I'm now we so know. Confused. Now we know. So I go to Hobby Lobby. I've always heard of Hobby Lobby, but I've never actually really like been there. Me neither. And it is magical. Magical. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking through and we were buying supplies for an event coming up and I couldn't help but like I was grabbing all this stuff for myself too. Rachel was pushing the cart, so I had a bunch of stuff in the cart, but I also had both arms full of stuff Mm -hmm. because I went off by myself. Mm -hmm. So I yelled to them, hey, like, I'm going to go save us a spot in line. And they were like, okay. So I'm standing in line because the line was huge, like so many people. So I'm standing in line with both arms full for a while. And then I see um, Rachel coming with her cart. So the cart comes up to me right by my leg, and I yell out loud. I'm like, oh, finally. Like, my arms are dying. Yeah. And I start putting all my stuff, like, I'm literally, like, waist deep in the cart, like, putting all my stuff. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, where's all my stuff? And I'm, like, yelling, right? Just being, like, dramatic in Taryn fashion. And then I hear this voice say, um, I don't think I am who you think I am. Oh, no. <laughs> and I look up. I l- literally look up from inside of this cart, and it's not Rachel. It's this, like, other woman. <laughs> so I basically was just, like, yelling at her, like, finally, my arms are dying, and, like, putting my stuff <laughs> in her cart, going through her no. stuff, trying to find mine. And so then the entire line just starts, like, cracking up because I'm, sure. I'm loud and everyone heard me. And then she's, like, dying. I was dying, and so finally I just decided to leave the line to go find my friends because I was like, I'm so embarrassed. And then um, I was like telling them about it, and then this lady walks by, and she hears me, and she's like, yeah, she just came up to me and started yelling, finally. And I was like, I'm so sorry. It was so embarrassing. Oh, my God. I guess you had to be there because you didn't. No, that's hilarious. The best part is I know that you did it very confidently, because oh, that is, if you guys don't know by now, which you probably should, um, Taryn is like such a like loud, confident person. Like I can always, I, I know the second she walks into the house, I could be upstairs in the farthest <laughs> bedroom and I can tell because she just has one of those voices that carries. Whereas like, I feel like I come home and she's like, hello, who is it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm know? like, hello, is someone in here? <laughs> um, so I can just see you just finally it and then dropping everything down. So embarrassing. So good. So embarrassing. But um, yeah, it caused for a good laugh. When my sister came up and I was like telling her, she was like crying in the store. And then it ended up being like, we ended up being behind the same lady when we got in line the second time. Mm-hmm. So we were just like chatting and talking with her. And she was like, That's that literally funny. made my night. That was she so funny. She loved it. Yeah, it was great. You know, she went home and told her whole family. She was like, oh, oh told the, weird, the funniest thing happened. What if she listens to this podcast and then she's like, wait. If she listened, I feel like the second you started talking, she, she would have been do like, I, ha- I, have I feel that like you voice? have a very distinct voice. Huh. Huh. I could be wrong, but I think you have a very distinct Thanks, voice. Ash. I could be blindfolded and I'd be like, that's Taryn. But, Taryn. you know, you know, I, I would say I, I could see like, obviously I live with you and we've been friends for such a long time. So obviously I know that. But I feel like our listeners, if they're if they've been listening for a while, then I feel like they could, too. You could blindfold them and they'd be like, that's Taryn. That's Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I got like deep in thought of like, I wonder if people like 
hear my voice just like if I'm in a store talking and they're like, is that Taryn? I mean, interesting. maybe. Voices are weird. But how do podcasts, we all have different podcasts voices? Podcasts are interesting because it's so wild how many times I've thought that, like, especially with like a co-host situation, that one person talking was a certain person. We've talked and about this before. You see um, a video. My favorite murder. I had yeah, them swap. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So weird. Interesting. So weird. Very. Um, anyways, do you want to do yours? I mean, since you took my tearing it up, take it. you really just like I thought it was worth scooted it. me out of the way. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> so sorry about that. <laughs> All right, here we go. This one is titled Mama Drama. Wait. Oh, no. Mine's about a grandma. <laughs> what? Got it. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> because they're usually, you cool, know. Cool, Taryn. Cool. All right, here we go. Uh, Hello, Ashley and Taryn. I'm not going to lie. I totally had to switch to the podcast to check on the spelling of Taryn's name. (laughs) No, honestly, I appreciate that because I'm not offended by it. Like, I know some people are like weird about when you like mess their name up or mispronounce it. Yeah. Um, But I appreciate that because a lot of times it is spelled wrong, but it's cool. Yeah, actually, it's cool. You went way out. She went way out of her way to make sure. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate that. That's very sweet. I appreciate that. Um, She continues, I have a few problems all smushed into one that I'd love y'all's advice on. For starters, I'd like to tell you how special you are to me and what a safe place you guys have given me. I'd love to stay anonymous, but you guys can definitely know my name. Drum roll, please. Oh, that's a cool name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. To be fair, I don't think that was worth a drum roll, but here we are. (laughs) I am an early teenager and I'm going through some pretty big life changes. At the end of May, my parents uprooted me and my siblings and we moved into an RV to travel around the United States for 14 months. That is so cool. I agree. But I could see if I, I was feel like that would be hard at that age. Preteens, I like where all I care about is like friends and like school and stuff like that. I feel that like would it's be like, hard. I feel like that's something that has to happen like pre high school or after high school. Yeah, like graduating from junior high or graduating from like high school is such a formative like pivotal unless you happen to have like a very special um, yeah. kid who's like yeah like I don't care yeah, you like, know yeah. Um, in general, I feel like that. Not saying that you're not special. Jeez, Ash. No, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, Taryn. <laughs> anyway, she continues writing. It has not been working out, so thankfully we will be going back in January. So now that you kind of know the background of my situation, let me tell you my problem. For starters, I would just like to make it clear that I absolutely love my mother and she is so loving, but often puts a lot of stress on me and my siblings. I don't know if this will change anything, but I'm an Enneagram too. So getting into the problem, which let me reiterate for those of you that don't know, the Enneagram two is Taryn. Yes. Taryn, do you want to briefly give us a synopsis of what an Enneagram two is? So two is the helper. And basically at the core of who you are, you love people very aggressively, but are really bad at loving yourself. Mm -hmm. So the only love you get for yourself is the love that people give back from the love that you give. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you're constantly you're very dependent to, on people. Yeah, like you don't think about what you need, but you're like other people's needs come before your own. So getting into the problem, my mom is the kind of person that likes to make everything perfect. So as a result of this, she likes to micromanage people. This is very hard and I always feel very powerless handling it. On top of this, every time I make a mistake, my mom way overreacts, which leads me to feeling overwhelmed and eventually lashing out. This always goes into a full-blown scream fest. I often try to walk away, but my mom does not let me leave. She will yell, and I have to come back, even if I calmly explain that the conversation is going nowhere positive. Anytime we get into a fight, my mom is often sarcastic. Deflects any responsibility in a situation. Is rude. Says very hurtful things like, what happened to you? Or, I miss the old... Her name. She put anonymous in place of her name, which was cute. Which I've never had self-esteem issues, but for your mom to basically say I don't like your personality kind of takes a toll. Yeah, I've actually kind of developed a lying problem where when I make a mistake, I'll make up some BS to cover it. They're always crap and very transparent, so I don't know why I do that. <laughs> I think I just get so stressed that I do whatever I can to get out of it because thinking about the way my mom will react scares me. 
This is something I'm currently working on hard and trying to break and I'm definitely not proud of. I definitely understand that punishment is required for larger mistakes or when you hurt someone, but accidentally spilling something is not warranting a full-blown fight. If I ever follow her behavior, i.e. rolling her eyes, sarcasm, or don't immediately apologize for something my mom made up, I will lose my phone for a few hours to possibly a few days. In these fights, I often feel very, very powerless and trapped. I also feel like she won't let me be a teenager. I have shown great responsibility when it comes to peer pressure and online usage. I am not allowed on any social media and I am not allowed to attend any sleepovers. I'm not allowed to use YouTube even if it's just a movie trailer that I'd like to see. I don't know how to handle this and I know I've said it before but I just feel so powerless. My dad is so sweet and never makes me feel this way but he never says anything to my mom either. I hate to say this, but honestly, sometimes I think he kind of seems like a pushover. My mom is never the first to apologize if she even does when they fight. Even if everyone knows I'm in the wrong, my dad is a nine, so I understand if he doesn't like confrontation, but it's hard. My mom is also an Enneagram one, and that's just a side note. I don't know how to handle this. I can't go to school to blow off steam and hang out with people my age because we're on the road till January and, I con- and I'm constantly around my family. I really need some advice on how to handle this better. Thank y'all so much. You're the literal best. I also know that y'all love visuals, so I attached a photo of myself. Much love to you both. And then this is see. her. Oh, she's so cute. I love her little top knot. Adorable. She's adorable. Oh, More so photos. Cute. Oh, those pants are cute. Can I borrow your jeans? That'd I know, really. Wow. Uh, That's hard. I mean, I'm. this immediately like takes me back to high school, and, and I, I think of like the state that I was in then, and I don't think I would have handled this well. Me now, I would love to travel the States yeah. for 14 months. Like That sounds like a blast to me. But then, no. I, don't, I think that would have been really hard. I, I would not, I was not in a place where I, I meshed well with my parents. Um, me and my sister were so close now, but we were not this close then. Um, so we would fight a lot. And if I didn't, I was very, very, very dependent on my friend group. So if I didn't have them, <laughs> I think I would have been a mess. So I actually really relate to this. And I'm curious, Taryn, if you would agree. Yeah. And it's funny because I don't know, maybe because I was joking about being giving parental advice like earlier. But like the whole time I was kind of like thinking about like parent roles and how hard they are nowadays. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a couple things she said of like, she can't do social media. She can't go to sleepovers. And like, while I think initially, like I'm like, that's you think like, Oh, that's so harsh and it's controlling. And I think it is to an extent. Um, I think it comes with what we said, like there needs to be more of just like a transparent honesty and building trust in your kids for certain things. Yeah. But I also think about like how many evil, awful people are out in the world and how toxic social media can be and how um, you hear about all these like almost every like murder podcast I hear about or stories about sexual assault or anything like that. It's always like something crazy like I went to my friends and my friend's dad assaulted me at a sleepover or like it's all these like crazy things. So. I think about like when I become a mother, I'm going to be a little bit psycho too of being protective in certain areas. But I think what but when I'm protective, I'm going to be very honest and have those conversations of why I'm afraid of certain things while also instilling in my kid like how they can like create skills to be smart about certain situations. Yeah. So I think what's happening right now is you're crossing over. And I remember me and my brother, who are literally best friends, when he, because there's a nine-year age gap, when he entered into the age that you're in right now, Anonymous, me and him butt heads. And I remember saying stuff to him of like, who are you? Like, I don't like this. Because he went from this kid who followed along and didn't really have like cares or worries and did whatever to now becoming his own person and pushing back because he wanted the independence and wanted to be himself. Mm -hmm. So then there came arguments, there came all this stuff. So I think your mom is having a hard time with the transition of you becoming 
your own person, especially if she's a one where she's used to getting things the way that she wants, wanting everything to fall in her perfect order mm-hmm. while you're starting to grow into something else. I I really can see why she's acting the way that she is, mm-hmm. but I also can see how that would be so hard at that age to like face, you know? Yeah. My head just went in like five different places um I feel like it's it's obvious as a one the goal is perfection Mm -hmm. and it's it's important to realize that that doesn't only come out in like work but lifestyle but also like having to recognize when you're wrong yeah like she also like strives for perfection and wants to and probably really struggles admitting when she's wrong yeah so I think it does help when you realize like oh that's kind of that's just a personality trait. It's not a personal thing. That's actually her having a hard time with herself and recognizing that she just messed up. That helps me going into confrontations with someone when I'm like, oh, that's just my sister being a super extreme three right now. I'm not going to take that personally. I'll address it, but like, I'm not going to take that personally. Also, I agree. I think social media can be sketchy. Like Taryn said, I think it can be toxic. Um, I do, however, think it's not fair for someone to uproot their kid from any form of social activity and making friends and then also take away social media. Yeah. Because even though social media is dangerous at times, that is our future and how you form connections and make friends. If she's traveling 24-7 for the next year, how is she supposed to make friends? Yeah. (laughs) If you're taking away every possible opportunity for For her her to to make friends. So I do agree that I feel like that is extreme. If you were living at home and you had friends and you had groups and your parents were like, listen, we don't believe in social media. We don't think Mm -hmm. it's good for you. That's fine because you still have that outlet of being able to make friends in person. So I feel like that's something I, if I were you, I feel like that's something that I would personally bring to the table and say, like, I am going into a pivotal part of my life and I need friends. Mm -hmm. And since we're traveling, like I can't make any, so I should be allotted a certain amount of time to be on Instagram or Facebook or whatever your, the platform you choose, um, so that I can like work on my social skills and make friends, like learn how to do that and be like involved in things because I personally, don't think they are giving you a fair shot at that. Yeah. I think too, kind of, and you touched on this, like picking your battles. Like if you see that your mom cannot handle those conversations of like you being like, hey, like I just did this. Like I I feel like at some point that's going to just start to affect you more than if you just did what Ashley said and recognize like, this is her issue like so if I she mentioned like if I spill something and my mom comes at me I'm just gonna be like you you know what I'm so sorry my bad like I'll help clean it up and like move on Mm -hmm. instead of being like it's not like I did it on purpose when that's probably your initial yeah want to be like what is the big deal and I think that still is not a big deal but I think that there are certain like compromises we can make as a person to be like okay this is not going to be a successful conversation and for me I'd rather just be like oh yep my bad so sorry I'll clean it up and move on and have a good day than get in this fighting match with you where I have nowhere to go I'm literally stuck in this tiny like RV with you for like three months still, you know. That brings up another thing that I feel like that's rough. I didn't think about be addressed. I and I think Taryn agrees with this on in her own way. Um, Both of us really need space. Yeah, I very much need space. Same, and I. I am known for getting in moods and having to go lock myself in my room. It's something that me and my sister would fight about all the time. And Taryn quickly realized that when she moved in. Um, And it doesn't even mean that I was mad. It just means I need space. So if that's something that you need, I mean, there's no apologizing for it. Like that's just what you need to live life in a, in a healthy, happy way. So I would also, (laughs) along with the social media conversation, bring this up separately and say, listen, I, I realize we're here till January. Love that we're going back. <laughs> yeah. But I need to get through the next month. When we when when we have like our issues, I need to be given time where I can get out of the RV and go be alone. Yeah. And I don't want you guys, you know, I'm not saying go like run around by yourself cuz no, yeah. be safe, but like serial killers. <laughs> tell them that you need a designated spot. Yeah. Go to a Starbucks and go sit. 
by yourself. If you if you and your family go to dinner, maybe even suggest that you eat alone. Like it doesn't mean that you don't love them, especially if you go about this conversation really well. Um, if you express that you just need space, that you love them a lot, you want to spend time with them, but the RV is getting to you. I would even like sit at a different booth. Yeah. And listen to music by myself if I needed space. Like you got to do yeah. what you got to do. And at this point, we're just trying to get through to January. Yeah. At least, I mean, you do have an end date. So yeah, that was one of that's my nice. suggestions. Like really cling to that of like, okay, let me get through this. Let me try to, uh, while still honoring if you need to speak up about stuff, let me try to just like guide, like glide through this and then. Um, in January, that's going to be where you're like, okay, I'm going to get involved in activities. I'm yeah. going to get in sports, like whatever I need to do to kind of like get myself back into a routine. But I am so sorry. That's like a really rough situation. But I also think with with some shifts, with some creating space, with some being just proactive about how you can create like a healthy atmosphere for yourself, mm-hmm. I think you'll notice a huge difference. Yeah. And I'm going to say one last thing. I do think what your parents are doing, this like travel thing is an amazing like experience. Um, so even though it's been hard, I would try to soak up this last month and be very intentional yeah. about like the fact that you are able to like be anywhere and you're not tied down anywhere. Yeah. Um, maybe like, I don't know, make a dope playlist, like film, the process that's what I would do as a vlogger <laughs> yeah. um, take a bunch of photos of everything like really soak up this last few moments because pretty soon you're going to be in school and that's all I wanted to do in school was yeah. to escape so oh my gosh. soak yeah. it up while you can um, and have this conversation because I think it I think your parents uh, if you present it in a very s- strong and logical way I think they'll hear you out yeah because um, they I, only want what's best for you and like we always say you never bring up something in the heat of an emotional yes. moment. This would be when you're having a really great day and yeah. you're like, hey, mom, like, hey, I'd can love we talk to about talk something? to you. Like, this is what I've been worried about. I'm I'm getting kind of worried because I feel like it's affecting our relationship. So I'd love to brainstorm with you yeah. on, like, w- what would be, like, best for both of us. I'm telling you, it'll catch them off guard and they'll just be like, oh, you want to have an adult conversation about this? Yeah. Sure. Like, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Stoked for you. Also proud of you for handling this so well. Right? Uh, wow. Should we just drop everything and get an RV and go travel oh the States for 14 months? I want to, no, I want to go through Iceland. Mm. We've talked about this before. Mm. All right, on to my story. Oh, yay. This is called. I love uh, going first. Okay, go. I know you do. <laughs> This is called a granddaughter's tea. 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 Hello, my beautiful ladies. My name is Michaela, and you are more than welcome to say my name if you choose. I would actually love to hear you try to pronounce it. Oh, crap. Did I say it wrong? Michaela. M-A-K-E-I-L-A. I would guess Michaela. Oh. But but because she it said that, now I'm like... Michaela? But it's Michaela. We're going to go with Michaela. I am a junior in high school and writing is my strongest subject. Oh, isn't my strongest subject. Apparently reading. Big correction. (laughs) So I apologize in advance for any writing mistakes. I would just like to start off by thanking you for everything you do for the UA fam and the rest of the online community. I've loved your podcast from the beginning and look forward to listening every week. I would especially like to thank you, Taryn, for all your hard work in your new YouTube series. Cute. (laughs) It has helped me in my self-love journey more than you can imagine. You are literally one of my biggest role models. I'm going to cry. And um, Is this why you chose this? No. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Also, love to encourage others and help them feel loved and beautiful just the way they are. Love that. Okay. I'm okay. (laughs) Anyway, let's jump right into my problem. Just for reference, my grandma is in Enneagram 2. My grandma and I have been close all my life. She probably knows more about my personal life than my mom does. The problem is that she is very insecure about her looks and is constantly making comments about how quote-unquote fat she is or judging others for their physical appearance. I don't like when she talks bad about herself or others. 
She said in the past that she doesn't like to get out of the house sometimes because she's embarrassed about what other people are thinking about her weight or her quote unquote big arms. I hate this because I just want her to be happy with herself, considering that's most of what she has because she lives alone in an apartment, my family being the only family she has. That's not even the main problem, though. What I'm really concerned about is her eating habits. She binge eats a lot and snacks constantly. She has back issues, so can't walk more than to the garbage can across the parking lot. I think a lot of it is a motivation issue. And loneliness causes her to snack. She has a large sweet tooth and sits and watches TV all day long due to her back issues, retirement, and lack of a car. She is 65 and I'm worried for her. I love her so much and she is such a light in my life. I want her to be a light in my future children's lives as well. I want to grow up with her and her love. I want her to live a long time, but I don't think her lifestyle will match my wishes. I guess what I'm asking for is advice on how to help her in a loving way because being a two, she gets offended easier than I do, and I don't want to jeopardize our relationship. Oh, wow. I don't, did I like not read this before? P.S. It's pronounced Makella. 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 Rhymes with Nutella. Oh, okay. Okay. Makella. Thank you for reading this. Wow. I should have really like skipped to the end mm-hmm. to set myself up. I apologize for all of the I I enjoyed ways I going it. it going through it with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh wow. Okay. Yeah, it's so funny because like I was like, oof, like is this me you're writing about? Because that's like very <laughs> Am similar I your to, grandma? <laughs> to what I feel like I was going through yeah. top of this year. Um and so I feel like it's very, it, it made me like sit back and I'm like, wow, like I would love to know like the correlation of like our personality type with those struggles because it's very much like when I was feeling a lack of personal relationships and a lack of getting love from people I was used to getting love from, that's when I started to like spiral. And then I started to like just, well, and we've talked about binge eating before. It's it's clearly just a, it's a rush of dopamine. So it helps you to instantly feel better. So when your body learns that, you start to crave it. It's like a drug. Mm-hmm. So for her, like she's gotten into this thing and then it almost becomes this like self-punishment type thing because you're so miserable and you're so insecure and lashing out on yourself Mm -hmm. so it's just very interesting because I feel like to me knowing about the Enneagram also having gone through this it makes sense why those two are kind of like correlated you know what I mean yeah I mean I would agree I was listening to this and I was like wow this really is touching on something that Taryn was going through yeah um one I'm just gonna shamelessly promo my friend's YouTube channel, but you should send your oh, grandma Taryn's YouTube channel. I'm all who, because <laughs> <laughs> um, you you've been showing the whole process of you coming out of that dark hole and the binge eating is, I think, I think we've all become very desensitized to eating problems and yeah. our physical appearances and what people do to achieve those physical appearances. Um, but it's a very deep and dark place and a lot of people don't like to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but it needs to be talked about. And I feel like you seem Michaela, Michaela, Michaela. you seem Michaela, very passionate about this. Mm. So I feel like you could actually be possibly like the right person to have this conversation with your grandma. You're like a safe distance, but also close enough. Yeah. Um, and I personally just loved how you worded it about wanting her to be around for your kids. Yeah. Um, I had something similar happen to my dad. My dad was in a pretty bad funk for a while. And he is like this six foot tall guy. He's um, that was not working out, was not eating well, was honestly eating garbage. And he had horrible back issues because of it. And I, at one point, me and my sister sat him down and I was like, do you want to be able to run around with your grandkids? Because if you don't get your ass up, I'm going to have to be pushing you around in a wheelchair or you're going to have to be sitting down watching your grandkids play. Like, that's not okay. And I had to have a very hard conversation with him um, because I love him and I want him to be around and I want him to be able to like 
play with the dogs and take care of my kids. And I want him to be able to um, find pride in taking care of himself and realizing that he's worth putting that much effort into and loving himself. And I think he actually really needed to hear that conversation. And I know your grandma needs to hear it, obviously, but she needs someone to be able to talk to about it. Like, it makes me wonder if anyone in the family has talked to her yet. Well, and it'd be interesting because I think, and we've talked about this before, some people handle certain types of approaches Mm -hmm. and other people need different types. You know, like your dad, knowing your dad, that approach I could see being like good for him. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you were to do that to me, I would not handle that. I well. would never do that to you because you my know dad me. needs to be yelled yeah. at sometimes. And so I think that's what is so. And we kind of talked about this in your story, too. Like it's it's the strategy of mm-hmm. actually knowing the people you love and knowing like how to talk to them. And so I'm I'm wondering if just no one's approached your grandma in the way that like a two needs to be approached. Mm-hmm. Like maybe people in the family have been like, hey, like. I've noticed you're gaining a lot of weight. I've noticed you're whatever. And what that's going to do is cause her to hyper focus on it mm-hmm. because all it two cares about is that all the people in her life like care about her and you're you're getting all your affirmation from everyone else. So if you're not getting affirmation, then you're going to start being like, well, I must be like disgusting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think as a two, as someone who's gone through this, like literally, literally, um, my best advice would be she kind of has to discover this on her own. But I think that a, t- a two's biggest concern is like loving other people and wanting to feel loved. So if you are to approach her, I would approach it in a way of like, I'm talking to you about this because I love you so much. Like, I love you so much that, like, I want what's best for you. And it's so hard for me to watch you be unhappy. And so you're tying in both things, right? You're you're showing her how much you love her. But then you're also getting where she's saying, like, oh, my gosh, I'm affecting the people I love, too. Mm-hmm. And so I would really approach it in that way of just saying, like, I, it's hard for me to hear you tear yourself apart. And, you know, I'm I'm still like young and I, I go through insecurities about my body and I look up to you and it's hard for me to see you tear yourself apart because then I start to be like, well, am I disgusting? Like, is that what other people think about me too, you mm-hmm. know? So tie in those aspects when you talk to her. Also, it's just like a basic human psychology thing. People reflect or like, uh, what's it called? project what their biggest fear is Mm -hmm. so her tearing down everyone else's body is because she feels terrible about her own but then because she's looking at everyone with that lens of like judgment she thinks that everyone's looking at her with that lens of Mm -hmm. judgment so it's it's a very weird like mental cycle that she's gonna have to break And I know when mine got really bad because I've struggled with like body dysmorphia and certain things Ash was actually someone that was like really helpful for me because there were times, and I'm sure you remember this, we would be in public and I would grab her and it was really hard for me to do because I was embarrassed about it, but I would pull her close to me and I would be like, hey, that girl over there, like, am I bigger than her? Like I I physically needed like someone else to like tell me because I realized that I was struggling so much in like even understanding like what my own body type was like. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a couple times that you would be like, well, like you, you do have similar shapes, but like, I don't, I don't think like you're the exact same size. I think you are smaller in certain areas. And that to me, I was like mind blown because I felt like I was so much bigger than a person. And not that I was comparing in a weird competitive way, no. but it was like, I needed someone to tell me like, no, like, you're not seen in these certain ways like you need to like it was like a reality check for me you yeah. know so i think i think she needs to be aware that other people are not seeing her that in, in that way they're not thinking about her like that but if she continues to think about herself like that then it's just going to be this toxic cycle for the rest of her life um i completely agree i think and this is i'm just going to keep referring to my dad <laughs> because this is something that was working for him um Something you can do is find another source of dopamine. Yeah. 
and essentially switch it, like replace it. Start doing drugs. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, grandma just sits on the couch and smokes all day. You're like, here, Grandma, take this bill. <laughs> um there are obviously I'm I'm aware physically she can't do a lot, but there are other ways to receive that that fulfillment and satisfaction that she's getting from food. Um, and unfortunately, this is something that she has to figure out on her own. But maybe what you can do as a next step, as like an active step forward, is to take it upon yourself to kind of try new things with her. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's baking. And maybe it's secretly healthy baking. You know, like maybe it's games. Maybe it's um, meeting every Tuesday and doing like a fun activity together um, that kind of takes her mind off of being alone and also gets her away from snacking. Um, I think that's obviously it's something that's going to have to like click with her. But I have seen t- tons of people find things to replace the bad habits with. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's hard to do alone to feel yeah. like that that passion or that drive to go actively find something when all you want to do is sit on the couch eating a bag yeah. of chips. Um, so maybe that can be like a new fun goal for the two of you mm-hmm. and also like fun time to be together with your grandma um, and and trying new fun activities that will bring a sense of joy and fulfillment um, instead of what she's currently doing. Yeah, because it's an endless cycle. It is not it, great. <laughs> it stems from some lack you feel, mm-hmm. like which for her is loneliness, not driving, like not like that. So then you start to binge eat because it helps you to feel better, which causes you to gain weight, which increases your insecurity, which then causes you to binge eat more because you're depressed, mm-hmm. which causes you to gain weight. So now you physically can't do anything, which makes you depressed, which causes you to binge eat. It's like, but you're going to continue to go and reach for the thing that always works yes, until you find something it's else. Si- it's a cycle. So yeah. it's for me, it was it was stripping everything down, getting to the core of what was going on mm-hmm. and pouring all of my energy and time into like healing my like mental state and emotional state yeah and then like as soon as that started to shift I was like whoa like it's been two weeks since I've like had one of those like episodes yeah and then I'm like whoa it's been forever and then now like I think just last week I had a really hard day and I felt myself like wanting to and I was like wow it's been a long time since then but now it doesn't feel so like trapped trapping what am I trying to say it doesn't feel so big anymore because I'm like no 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 I'm in control of this like I know what this is I recognize why I'm doing this I understand why I'm sad because of a b and c yeah and I can be proactive to do something else instead of this you know yeah and I think starting that conversation possibly being the first in your family to start that conversation is going to be like this huge pivotal moment where people are finally able to kind of like unload and talk about the things that they struggle with and I guarantee you there's someone in your family that's going through something similar but on the opposite side like mine was always working out like I was obsessed with skinny and I wouldn't feed myself and I would do two a days because that's when I felt the dopamine that yeah. your grandma's getting mm-hmm. from sitting on the couch and eating. It's the same exact thing, but in a different area different of life. Aspects, yeah. And so recognizing that we all struggle with essentially the same exact thing, but just looks different, yeah. um, should actually unify us in a way that I feel like won't happen until we're actually able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Address address the issue, The show her you love her, give her so much like understanding no judgment a a very big safe space for her to to express don't try to fix it right away just be there with her because that can be very harmful and then once you've addressed that once you've reassured her once she's on board with like okay like I want to make a change then like have some fun brainstorming strategic things like maybe we do like a meal plan service and like do that for a month Mm -hmm. and see how we feel let's um you know start to go on walks like I'll come this day. My brother will come this day. My mom will come this day. Like, and we'll just do like really short walks while we're building up your strength. Maybe Mm -hmm. I come over and we watch like an aerobics video, like from the chair. There's so many resources out there. So, but the most important part is that she's able to be like, okay, yes, I'm here. I am. I'm vulnerable about this area that I've been struggling with. And then wanting to make that change. But Absolutely. she still has so she's only in her sixties. Like she has she's she has not, so much life she's left young. in her. She's a baby. So just really pour into her. And I mean, that makes me so sad because for me, I'm like, 
I'm dealing with all of this so that I can just be like old and wrinkly and like happy and secure in myself, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm getting through this work now so I can just enjoy my life. And I can't imagine like carrying that with me all the way through. So like it makes me so sad for her. And I think that's why she needs just a lot of empathy and a lot of just like pouring into to yeah. help counteract what she's been doing to herself. Yeah, but this is also, this just like rung a bell in my head. This is also something that I, this is why we need to talk about it because I think we do have this idea of, oh, when I'm older, yeah, I won't care. Or, oh, when I'm older, all the like mean girls go away. I don't care about drama and gossip anymore. Or, oh, when, when I'm older, I won't care about my weight because I'm a grandma. Yeah. But the truth is, like, whatever you struggle with now, you're going to struggle with then. Yeah. That's why we have to deal with it now. Yep. And talk about it now. Yep. So there is, like, I do think there is a sense of urgency that we should all carry when it comes to these topics and getting it out and discussed and processing through it now so that you can have a happier mm -hmm. life in the future and not care as much in the future. Yeah. But if you hold on to it now and you're not sharing it and you know you have a problem now, but you're not dealing with it, it's only going to get bigger and it's going to still be there yeah. when you're a grandma. Yeah. She just needs some love. I feel yeah. so, I mean, it's very, I'm very, I'm like a newborn coming out of like that stage, <laughs> like very, very new still for me too. But my heart just breaks because I really do, and I've talked about this before, specifically binge eating, that like eating disorder, I think is not talked about and it's not seen in a good light. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think people take it seriously. I think people are very like mean about the way they handle it. And it's easy to like joke and a lot. I mean, everyone's always like, oh yeah, I binged today and just ate all this food. But like, there's such a difference from when it's actually something that has a hold of your life. So I think I would love for you guys to watch my series. That would be cool. Like that was the whole reason I put it out there. Right. Is because I was like, nobody talks about this. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know where to go to when I was going through it. So I just think she needs lots of love. Lots of love. I All love her. Love. Surround her in love. Yeah, she's got this. And you then just got this. Casually throw on Taryn's channel. <laughs> yeah. Be like, oh my god. Don't say anything. This just put it YouTuber up. that I'm like obsessed with. We should watch her thing. Oh my God. I didn't know she was gonna talk about this. <laughs> You're like mouthing oh. it. <laughs> oh. oh. We're talking about binge eating. <laughs> Interesting. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm glad she has you. Me too. Yeah. I'm going to end with a Christmas theme, dad joke. Hell yeah. Because we're getting close. Love that. What do you call the fear of being trapped in a chimney? Chimney phobia. Claws. Trophobia. <laughs> Get it? Dang. Claws. Wow, that was great. Santa Claus. Guys, thank you so much for, for sticking it out and making it to the dad joke. We love you the mostest. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials. Mm -hmm. I have an Instagram. Taryn has an Instagram. Yeah, I do. And uh, the podcast has an Instagram. So follow us there. Um, we've been continuing a lot of our conversations that we have here on Instagram, which has been so fun. And I love chatting with you guys. So um, yeah, hop on over there and we will talk to you guys in the next episode, which will be coming yes. soon. Okay, love, love you, you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.